Merrimack 7, Vermont 1. With us is Mark Dennehy, the head coach of the Warriors. And uh have to feel a little better after tonight's game than last night's game, even though you won both. You know, I, I don't – yeah, I, I do. I feel better about how we played. Right. The result's the same, and, and you've yeah. got to be happy. You know, with at the end of the day, as we talked about yesterday, team leader, you know, accomplish the mission and take care of your guys, and we did both of those tonight. So really happy with uh, the effort. I thought it was – um, much more consistent. It was um, longer stretches. I, I mean, that's as good as 60 minutes as we've played. Um, you know, and then some pucks go in the net, and and that makes things a little bit easier. But uh, our guys stuck with it, and um, four-point weekend is pretty special. Yeah, more of a complete effort, I suppose. Uh, you know, Vermont did get back in the game last night and outplayed you for parts of the second and third, but uh, that wasn't the case tonight. No, no, we um, we kept we kept battling. Um, you know, I, we keep, we're still finishing checks, uh, you know, making plays, protecting the puck, doing good things down low. Yeah, I think you blocked nine shots in the second period. So. Yeah, I mean, our penalty kill was, has been great. Um, our power play was really, I thought we moved the puck around well last night. And then tonight, I just thought we, we added the, the puck movement with hard work. A lot of those goals were second efforts or pucks almost out of the zone. Someone really works hard to, to, to bring it back. That's how you score power play goals. It's not always tic-tac-toe. It's, it's the effort before to break the pressure. And so um, I know when, when things aren't going well, I'm all over these assistant coaches. Uh, Phil and, and Stewie, Phil in particular this week, uh, just really worked his tail off with the power play. And Stewie's, you know, he's got that PK right where he wants it. You know, you've talked about puck possession, and uh, you know it's easier to uh, to have the puck than not have the puck. And it seemed like on on a lot of those goals, particularly the power play goals, it came after stretches where you'd, you'd work the puck deep in the zone, good puck movement, and then uh, finally maybe wore them down and then got the goal. Yeah, it's hard to play defense. Defense is, is it's draining physically, um, and we've got the ability to to make plays down low. And when we're determined like that, and then we're able to expand the zone and and seams are created um, off the down low cycle then we can be really dangerous and I thought um, I mean we had one shift in the first period where we call it a scissor play when the defenseman goes down the boards and the forward comes up the boards we were in a scissor play on the left the puck came back up went to the other side we were in a scissor play on the left on the right you know what I mean it was it was it was that kind of night down low uh, first period started the same way as last night's game Ten minutes into the game, you have a two nothing lead. But then, the uh, the Madsen line goes out about four minutes after that and, and picks up the goal to make it three to nothing. Uh, may, maybe one of the biggest goals of the night. Yeah, you know, um, we started that line. You know, and I told the guys from Nesson, you know, that that line probably best typifies Merrimack College hockey more so than any of them. You know, um, they grind, they all get around the rink pretty well. They're pests. You know, they just—they're tough to play against and um, gritty. And I thought, um, you know, usually a center's line, so that's Carter Matson's line. I thought he had a real good weekend, not just because he scored, because he played gritty. You know, he played pissed off. Um, you know, and then I mean, it, we had a—we we were firing on all cylinders. I'm gonna read off some numbers for you here. Uh, Mike Collins, three goals and one assist. Joe Cucci, four assists. Chris Barton, two goals and an assist. Uh, Ryan Flanagan, one and one. Uh, Carter Madsen, one and one. Uh, if anybody tuned into this game tonight on Nesson thinking that it was the DaCosta and Canada show, they, they were in for a rude awakening. Yeah, you know what? I thought Steph played really well tonight, too. You know, he, he was, you know, teams know who he is, and they, they're all over him. And, 
I thought he fought through tonight. I really did. I thought he, he, he you know, I thought he almost drew a couple penalties um, and uh, really worked harder. Last night, I, I don't think he played poorly last night. I just, you know, he's one of our hardest workers tonight. You know, most nights he's usually the best player. Uh, I said to him, you know, tonight, why don't you combine that with being one of our hardest workers, which he's done in the past. And I thought that that was apropos. Um, but, no, it's, I hope teams think we're a one-man show. You talked about Mike Collins, that you knew he was coming here to score goals. Well, he's got uh, eight so far, three tonight. Yeah, you know, um, it's funny because, you know, with with the setups, I'm sure there were more than a couple of people that could have put those in. But you forget, Mike knows where to be. That's really, it's, it's, it's almost impossible to teach. He's been blessed with that. Um, I've really been happy with his puck possession skills, you know, buying time and finding staff. But... Um, Really where he's blessed is the ability to get open, and he can shoot the puck pretty well, too. Um, so I'm happy for him. He's such a good kid, and, uh, you know, he's, uh, let's put it this way. He's not going to miss many of those. <laughs> and he seems to fit right in there on that power play unit, too. Yeah, you know, again, we've made some adjustments. We moved Bart to the front of the net and then the high slot, and we put him on the side. And, you know, he and, at the end of the day, he and Steph have kind of found... Steph's a righty, so he's going to go to that side more often than the other side. And, uh, and, and Michael's done a good job with that, you know. The, the guy that gets lost in the shuffle a lot of times is, hey, listen, Joe Cucci's, I've talked about him, but the guy that gets lost in the shuffle a lot of times is Jesse Todd. You know, he's on our blue unit. He's not on our gold unit. Um, but I thought he had a really good weekend, too, you know. I mean, we've got a lot of good players. I'm... I'm so, yeah, I guess I am happier tonight because it was a much more concerted effort. You mentioned Cucci, four assists tonight, and uh, he, as it turned out, he was the uh, the player that Nesson chose to interview. Pretty, pretty good selection tonight. Yeah, you know, Steph gets a lot of the attention, and rightfully so. I mean, he's a, such a special player. Um, Joey's position is the most important position, and he's having such a great year. Um, you know, there are a lot of guys that are having really good years. If, if you're going to have success, it's going to come from your upperclassmen. I don't care who you are. You look at UNH the last two years. Last year with Bobby Butler on that line. They, they, this year with, with Paul Thompson on that line. If you're going to have a good year, your seniors have to have one of their best years. So it's good that, that a guy like Joe Cucci's playing as well as he's playing and Chris Barton's playing as well as he's playing and Adam Ross and Fraser Allen. You know, um, It helps us succeed. Chris Barton picked up his 100th point tonight with the first goal, had two goals and an assist, and uh, I thought maybe uh, just just fitting, I suppose, that you know a guy who has meant so much to this program and been right right, right there and helped lead your rise to the next level, that uh, the type of play that he made on what could have been a hat-trick goal for him, the pass over to Collins in the, uh, in the third period, very unselfish. No, he's an unselfish player. He's just a hockey player. He's got great hockey sense. Um, we don't recognize too many individual accomplishments because everybody in our locker room is more interested in the team which is makes it easy for me but we we recognized it today after the game 100 points i mean that's that's saying something you've had a hockey you've had a college hockey career if you're a forward and you throw up 100 points where does he rank in the players that you've coached in your career i don't know it's hard to say everybody's different you know one of the smartest by far he's got great hockey iq and um what i've told people and i believe this is he usually plays his best when the game means something. You know, all I can think of is last year at North Dakota. Steph's not eligible to play, and he has three goals on the weekend. Like, if it's a big game, 
um, he usually has his best game, and that says a lot about a player. Nesson came into the building tonight, first time they've been here in five or six years, and obviously big difference since the last time that they had been here. Uh, you've, you've got to feel happy with the way that this game, way that everything around this game went tonight. Well, hockey's relationship with Nesson goes all the way back to its inaugural year. You know, we've kind of grown up together. Um, they do such a great job. You know, it's it's and it's great for the players. You know, they really all of them. Every player in the league should have an opportunity to play on TV and. Um, so it's they they do a great job. We were happy to have them here. You know, I talked to Tom Karen and, and uh, Bobby Beers before the broadcast, and um, they were raving about the facility. And um, you know, Brendan Walsh does a great job. And, and, you know, I got to give a shout out to Brendan, uh, my dot guy. Does a, a great job in the studio. Um, we're finally giving them something to talk about, so uh, it's all good. Well, I know it's important for the school to, to showcase itself and, and, and look good when on television, and that certainly appeared to be the case tonight. Absolutely. You know, I talked to President Hopi today, and there's an op uh, open house for admitted students, and there's 1,200 students coming tomorrow. Uh, 1,200 fam 1,200 people, students and family members, and that's, I think, the most by, like, 500, you know. You know, what, what role do we play in that? I don't know, but I've always said that intercollegiate athletics and hockey in particular is here. Number one, for the students. Um, number two, for the alumni. And then number three, I think we're a marketing branch for the admissions. You know, so um, it was a good commercial tonight. Yeah. Well, I mean, you went to Boston College. I mean, that seems that, uh, to me, has always been the, the poster boy, I guess, for, for that being the case. I mean, I don't know what the admissions were like after uh, Doug Flutie and the, and the type of career that he had and the success of the BC football team, but I seem to remember hearing that uh, the application skyrocketed after that. I thought you were going to talk about my effect on the on the application. We can talk about that too. At Boston College, I think they might have gone down by a couple hundred. <laughs> um, yeah, people have studied the Flutie effect, you know. Um, there's a lot of excitement in, the, in town. There's a lot of excitement um, on campus, and there's a lot, a lot of buzz in, in the college hockey world, and all the credit is due to the players. These guys have you know, they, they earn all the, all, they've earned all the accolades they've gotten. Uh, just out of curiosity, I know your mantra is one game at a time, but uh, at the same time, uh, do you guys pay attention to the, uh, say, the pairwise, the national rankings, where you guys stand in that? Um, you look. I think it's my job to, to pay attention but not get distracted. It's so early. There's 10 games left, you know. There's 10 games left, and, and we're in hockey East play right now, and every game is going to be a battle. So, um, no, we got to... Really, today we literally broke it down to, to period to period. You know, win the period, win the period, win the period. So, um, back to work on Tuesday. Guys are going to get a couple days off, and uh, you know what? We, we we've got two. We've got a team that's on fire right now, and Northeastern's five one and two in their last eight. Uh, and then UMass, I saw UMass beat Vermont six nothing on film. Um, you know, they're quick. They're well coached. The goaltender's, you know, when he's on, he can he can beat you by himself. So um, I got to go into coach mode now, Mike. It's yeah. it's we're 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 getting ready for the next opponent. Yeah, so I was going to say, uh, talking about a battle, Northeastern seems to be the team that's battled you, uh, one of the toughest over the last couple of years. Uh, what's going to be key next weekend against them? We've got to answer their physical play. You know, um, they're they're playing great defense right now, and uh, and. Uh, Chris Rollins is playing really well, um, you know. So we, we've got to get to the paint and score some goals. I think if we can do that, we can beat anybody. 
All right, thanks, Mark. Congratulations. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it.